It is Monday, Tet Tammuz Tafshin Ayin Dalet. We are coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to this special edition of The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network.
Kobi Oz with Rip Shlomo's Lamana Chai opens up this uh, special edition of the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. And uh, I thank you as always for joining us and making us a part of your day, wherever you are, whenever you're listening. We are, uh, we, the Jewish people, all of us, are going through very difficult times, to say the least, as if it was not enough that three boys were kidnapped, as if it was not enough that for 18 days we ripped our hair out and cried our hearts out, as if it wasn't enough when their bodies were discovered, as if it wasn't enough to follow the three separate funerals and then the one joint national funeral. But now we uh, witness that the brutality and the hatred, but most importantly, the act of murder, can infiltrate our lines, our ranks. It is beyond shocking, beyond infuriating to think that six kids that are being brought up in Jewish homes, educated in Jewish schools, can take an innocent boy and burn him alive. I I couldn't imagine that someone from Klal Yisrael is capable of such cruelty. But we see that it is. And we have to say very clearly, this is unacceptable. It must be stopped. These boys must be punished to the fullest extent. Rav Levanon, who usually has rather extreme views, called for them to be put to death, even though Israel doesn't have a death penalty. And Israel doesn't use death penalty against Arab murderers. Condemnations from around the Jewish world, of course. We should remember that it happens from time to time that Jews kill Arabs. It is the exception to the rule, not the rule. We do not live in a culture of killing, of murder. We live in a culture of life. And we have to strengthen ourselves with that thought and keep that always in mind. We will, during the course of the hour, share with you some of the sounds from the funerals of Naftali, Gilad, and Eyal, and some appropriate music as well. Share with you some stories and more. During this uh, these 18 days plus, we got to know Racheli Frankel. She is quite an amazing woman. And now more and more is being learned about who she is. Her uh, grandparents are from the Rokeach family, the family of the uh, Belzarebi. Grandparents, her grandfather had a shul in Borough Park, Stiebel, I believe on 16th Avenue. Her parents, the Sprechers, made Aliyah in the 50s, before it was fashionable, so to speak, before the Six-Day War, before Nefesh B'Nefesh, when it was rather difficult for a family to get up and go to Israel. Her father, Professor Shmuel Sprecher, a professor of chemistry at Yeshiva University, went on to teach at Barilan and later became the rector, the dean of Barilan University. Recheli Frankel is the director of the Advanced Halacha Program at Matan. Matan is an institute in Orthodox Jewish studies for women in Yerushalayim. She also teaches Jewish law at Nishmat, which is another women's seminary for advanced Jewish studies in Yerushalayim. She was one of the first Yoatzot uh, Halacha, and she is clearly a leader. Her voice was clearly the leading voice amongst the parents, although they all spoke so beautifully about Achdut. 
some of what she said we spoke about before, but we'll play some of the funeral and some of the other things for you now. One of the beautiful quotes, she said, everyone claims, everyone says now that you're going to Olam Haba, but we really would have hoped that you would have a little more Olam Hazeh. כולם אומרים שאתם בני העולם הבא. אנחנו קיווינו שעוד יהיו לכם גם הרבה שנים בעולם הזה. That was at the private hesped, not the private, the, um, the personal hesped. The families decided, these beautiful families, these amazing, strong Jewish families who have become role models, I think, for so many, an inspiration for so many, decided that these three boys should be buried together, even though they're from different towns. Their families, some of the families didn't even know each other. They wanted the three boys to be buried on Har Herzl, Israel's military cemetery, but... The Ministry of Defense that runs the cemetery said no, because only soldiers are buried there and what they call G'dolei Ha'umah, prime ministers, and so forth. And so they decided that they will be buried next to each other in the cemetery in Modi'in, and that there would be one funeral for them all in Modi'in, a national funeral, a funeral of unity. The prime minister spoke, President of Israel spoke, Harav Dov Zinger, the Rosh Hashiva of Mokar Chaim, the yeshiva where two of the boys learned, he spoke. And before that, there were three funerals in each town, one in each town, Talmon El-Ad and Nof Ayalon. Israeli television, of course, covered it all live, and it was just harrowing, heart-wrenching to watch as they were bouncing, so to speak, from one hesped to another, from one funeral to the next, not knowing what to do first, where to go first. So much Koach, so much strength was being emitted from each one of them. As we said, Rachelie Frankel spoke about different aspects of her son, but she also spoke about the general situation and a lot of the questions that have come up. You may remember we played for you a clip that she was caught, wasn't planned. She was coming to the Kotel and somebody was filming it as Rachelie Frankel met a group of school kids, probably fourth or fifth graders, and they ran up to her and they said, we prayed so hard, we prayed so hard for you. Here's the clip of Racheli Frankel at the Kotel that has now become so well known. That phrase that she used there, Hashem lo Vedetzleinu. To, to be able in midst of your anguish to tell these kids, listen, I believe that everything is going to work out okay, but if it doesn't, don't lose faith because God isn't our employee. We don't get to tell God what to do. We can pray and we can hope, but at the end of the day, God does what is just in his eyes. That's the concept of Tzidduk Hadin. And that phrase, Hashem lo ovedetzleinu, has become so strong, so repeated over and over again in Israel. And at the funeral, she also gave voice to the question of, we daven so much, we daven so much, and look, it didn't help. Here's what she said in her hesped. כל תפילה עושה את המלאכה שלה. אין טיפה של אהבה וחסד שהם שווא. הטוב הוא טוב כשלעצמו. 
she quoted the Gemara in uh, Rosh Hashanah. Yafa tsa'aka le'adam ben kodem gzardin ben l'achar gzardin. One should should cry out, should daven, whether it's before the gzardin, before the judgment has been given, or even after the judgment has been given. She said every davening, every tefillah has a purpose, has a goal, has a place. And the chesed that was done and the good that is as a result of it is good in and of itself. And it has nothing to do with the end result. She is, quite frankly, an amazing woman. We'll uh, have one more quote of hers, and uh, then we'll go to Naomi Shemer's classic. Appropriate for the moment, I'll call Ele, Al Hamar Vahamatok. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> האנשים האלה יצאו לצוד והקדוש ברוך הוא בחר בכם להיות נערי הפוסטר שלו של ההפך מזה של הטוב והתום של האהבה Anashmarlia 
with her classic Al Hadvash Al Haoketz Al Hamarva Matok the honey and the sting the bitter and the sweet we thank God for them all we thank God for the good and we thank God for what looks like bad a quote that was um, mentioned several times over the past few days Rav Steinsaltz mentioned it Rav Piron the Minister of Education mentioned it in one of the Hespedim. said the word Chayim in Hebrew, life, is in a plural form. Not lives, in English we say lives in plural, life in singular. But in Hebrew, the word for life, Chayim, is a plural form, ends in Yud Mem. Steinzel said that's because life is not just one element, one factor. Life is both good and bad. It has many elements to it, not just black or not just white. And we have to accept life for all its complexities, for the good and for the bad, and thank both, as we know, for both. The Scher family... They um, told reporters that when the police came to them with the recording of the phone call that was made, just as the boys were kidnapped, they called the Israeli police, and there was a recording of that phone call. We now know that the police dropped the ball and took hours and hours until the police and the army started searching and that was only as a result of the parents pushing them as they figured out that their kids were missing. The phone call came into the police and you hear the voice of one of the boys saying, Chatfuoti. And Ophir Scheer told reporters that he decided to hear the recording of the call in Gilad's room. And as they heard the words, Chatfuoti, I've been kidnapped, they immediately recognized that it was his voice, Gilad's voice, saying Chatfuoti. And then they heard a groan of pain that they also recognized was his. We now know that they were shot right then and there. As the kidnappers realized that this emergency call was made, they believed that within a few minutes the police would be after them as they would be able to triangulate where the phone is. 
and you could hear the muffled sounds of the gunshots and the boys screaming, although it wasn't obviously 100% certain that they were killed. The gunshots should have, could have been warning shots. But uh, Ophir Shire continues from that moment, whenever I felt weak, whenever I needed to dig deep and find strength, I replayed those words in my head over and over again. He was so proud that his son had the bravery, the heroism, the guts to try and rescue themselves by calling the police, by sneaking a phone out, and in those moments of terror to call the police. He says, my pride knew no bounds, pride in my son. Each one of the families was asked to select one government minister to speak at the funeral if they wanted to, at every funeral of terror victims or of a, a soldier who was killed. A minister from the government is uh, is present and speaks if the family wants so. And it's so interesting and it's so, quite frankly, by now typical of these three families that they didn't pick the ministers that wear kippot, the kippastruga, the representatives of the Bayit HaYehudi, who you would have thought were the most obvious ones because they are the closest to them in, in thought, in philosophy. No, they specifically picked others. The Shire family asked Yair Lapid, Minister of Finance, who in many circles is very controversial in many religious circles. Yet they picked him and asked him to come as a sign of unity. Yair Lapid ended his hesped for Gilad with a very beautiful quote, which it seems is very popular in Israel, although I've never heard it. He said that when we bury children, which is such an abnormal situation, children don't write wills. There's no tzava'ah. So he says, we have to write together Gilad's tzava'ah, and if the family would allow me, I would suggest that we begin that tzava'ah, says uh, Yair Lapid, with the words of the Ari HaKadosh. Hareini mikabel alai mitzvat aseh shel ve'ahavta l'reacha kamocha v'areini ohev et kol echad mibnei Yisrael kenafshi u'meodi. Yudim lo kotvim tzavaot az anachnu tzrichim lichtov b'yachad et tzavaa shel gilad imarshali ha-mishpacha v'marshali ha-kahal הייתי מציע שנתחיל את הצוואה הזו במילותיו של הארי הקדוש. הרי אני מקבל עליי מצוות עשה של ואהבת לרעך כמוך, והרי אני אוהב את כל אחד מבני ישראל כנפשי וכמאודי. יהי זכרו של גלעד ברוך. Of you should love your brother as yourself. And I love every one of the children of Israel as myself. What a powerful way to end that hesped. Harav Dov Zinger is the Rosh Hashiva of Makor Chayim, and he said something which touched many hearts as well. We'll play that for you and Idan Amadi's Nigmar. Rav Zinger said, there's this old adage, now, you take two Jews, you'll find three opinions. He said, today we can say, yes, you take two Jews, you find three opinions, but one heart. את מה שראינו בימים האלו, ואנחנו רואים כאן בציבור הענק והנפלא הזה, נזכור את הפתגם שאומר, שני יהודים, שלוש דעות, אבל לב אחד. יש לנו לב אחד.
אני יושב עכשיו קרוב אל השמיים, מנסה למצוא תשובות לשאלה. על הדרך גם חולץ את הנעליים, חיילים עכשיו עוזבים את המרכבה. כן, אני יושב שם, חושב, קצת עלייך להכאיב מעט ללב. את המשפט הבא את בטח מכירה, יום-יומיים אני בא בחזרה. נגמר, נגמר, נגמר. ובדרך כשיצאנו אל הבית, אז יצאנו בפלאפל בפינה, ואנשים שם הסתכלו מחאו כפיים, הגיבורים שלנו אמרו באהבה. ואני עומד שם, מסתתר, קצת גדול עליי להיות זה ששומר. ובין ביס לביס עולב עם מחשבה, לעזאזל כמה גיבורים יש במדינה. נגמר, נגמר, נגמר. אפשר למנות כמעט שנתיים, והיום אני עסוק בהשלמה. בעוד רגע כבר אשמע את הכפיים, ואז אצעק בכל כוחי מהבמה. ואם שומעים, אם מקשיבים, עוד אפשר למצוא כאב בין המילים. ומבטיח לא אכתוב על זה יותר, רק בפעם הבאה ששווה. נגמר, נגמר, נגמר. נגמר, נגמר, יש מדינה אחת על יד ירושלים, שם עדיין משתוללת מלחמה. כי אנשים שם מאבדים את העיניים, לא מחכים לגיבורים באף פינה. נגמר, נגמר, נגמר. Dan Amedi with Nigmar 
My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. We are here live every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. And of course, you can listen to us whenever, wherever. So many ways to do so. You can go to NachumSiegel.com and click on different shows, find the Israel Show. There's an archive of all the shows going back about a year and a half or so. And um, of course, there's the Nachum Siegel app. There's the new Nachum Siegel app, which is really fantastic. And over the weekend, there was an update fixing some little little bugs, little uh, little things. So um, if you have the app, make sure you get the update. If you don't have the app, make sure you get it. It's free. Just go to the iTunes store or uh, for the Android, go to their, I think it's called Play, and download the free Nachum Siegel Network app. Just do a search for Nachum Siegel Network. It's right there, and you can listen to uh, the Israel Show and all the other great programming on the Nachum Siegel Network. And there is so much great original Jewish programming on the Nachum Siegel Network. You can listen to it whenever, wherever you are. We're sharing with you some of what has been going on in Israel, and uh, it is quite scary right now in the state of Israel. The South is under a constant bombardment of missiles from Aza, from the Hamas. This morning, a rocket reached the area of Beersheba, and this has been going on for weeks. The people in the South really feel abandoned because everyone was expecting, once the bodies were found, the funerals were over, that the government of Israel would take some action against the Hamas, and yet nothing's happening. And there is a lot of outrage in Israel over the lack of action, lack of retaliation, and the fact that it's just continuing. Some some of the uh, journalists in Israel who sort of live in their own little bubble said, you know, well, if we if, if we attack in Aza, if we start a ground war, they're gonna then they'll take out their their long range missiles. Then the missiles might hit, you know, Tel Aviv area. What do you mean? Is is that mean that it's okay if it hits Deirot, if it hits Beersheba, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Nitivot? But once it hits Tel Aviv, now it get then it's serious. It's 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 rather scary how the media sort of is living in its own bubble in its own world. In fact, in Israel they have this expression Midinat Tel Aviv, the state of Tel Aviv, as if they're in their own little state. Over the weekend, it was announced that Israel arrested six boys. Some of them actually are minors who are responsible for the kidnapping and killing of a 16-year-old Arab boy from the northern Yerushalayim neighborhood of Shoafat. And um, the outrage, the rightful outrage, but also quite frankly, the f- sickening feeling that this gives us, that Jews could possibly have done it. I've spoken to so many people over the weekend, and they said, it can't be, it can't be that Jews could do this, that Jews could be so brutal, so violent, so heinous, but it is. And rightfully so have has everyone, 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 from all corners of the Jewish world strongly and vociferously condemned the act. I'll read to you 
quickly from the OU, Orthodox Union and Rabbinical Council of America, the RCA's statement, unequivocally condemns the brutal murder of Muhammad Hussein Abu Khadir. We are appalled that this heinous crime was allegedly carried out in revenge for the kidnapping and murders of three innocent Jewish teens in Gush Etzion. The murder of innocence is antithetical to Jewish law and tradition and must always be opposed by men and women of decency and morality. This merciless act of brutality defiles the name of God. It's a chilul Hashem and desecrates the memories of Eyal Yifrach, Gilad Shar, and Naftali Frankel. We pray for the day when such senseless acts of violence will cease. We mourn the victim and offer condolences to the grieving family. We salute the government of Israel for resolutely and without hesitation seeking to bring to justice the perpetrators of this reprehensible crime. That is how a society and a culture should respond to kidnapping and murder. And thankfully we live in that world. Let us hope that it does not spread that these type of acts that these whatever craziness has entered the minds of these young people is not out there in greater number than we might imagine I posted to our Facebook page a um, 10 minute television clip from uh, a report by Avishai Ben Chaim he's the Israel Channel 10 reporter for religious affairs a very interesting guy very very interesting and this is a great report put together so well. It's called the soundtrack of Operation Shuvu Achim. It was the soundtrack of the 18 days, if you will. And it discusses the central role of Jewish music as a form of public prayer. How certain songs, especially Achenu, the one that A.B. Rottenberg wrote many years ago, became a theme song and helped unite people from all walks of life and how it literally became a form of public prayer. If you watch the clip, it's posted on our Facebook page. If you watch the clip, you'll see how they they sort of cut, edit from one place to the other in different gatherings where everyone is singing Achenu. It is just very moving and very emotional and other songs as well. It's worth taking a look. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the Israel show. Facebook.com slash the Israel show. Um, I always encourage people to look at the page and to like the page itself, not just the posts on the page. We are up to 224 likes. We thank the latest likers, David, Levy, Lynn, and Yossi. And um, you're encouraged to get others to do the same. We'll go to uh, Shlomo Artsy with Haish Hahu, and then we have more about the situation in Israel. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> איפה ישנם עוד אנשים כמו האיש ההוא אשר היה כערבות הבוכיות? למרגלות ההר נולד, 
ליד הנחל, בחורף שר בין ערבות בוכיות, בקיץ בין אורות בצעי המים, לחמושי לך על פני הנחל, לדגה מקנה הסוף, קראת לו עפיפון. וכשהיה לאיש מגבעולי הערבות הבוכיות נטסו כאן, מאבן המבצר האפורה בנה לו בית. על מהנחל, תחנה ריקים זרה שדות, שלח הונו על פני הים. באוניות סוחר, אך יש אשר יניח כלי מלאכתו, ויהיה פתאום לאיש אחר. איפה ישנם עוד אנשים כמו האיש ההוא, אשר היה כערבות הבוכיות? איפה ישנם עוד אנשים כמו האיש ההוא אשר היה כערבות הבוכיות? למרגלות ההר נולד ליד הנחל, ידוד בשור נפש על ההר או בבחיים. ובנופלו בבוקר, לא אבות אחד על אדמתו, יקנו לו אחוזת עולם ליד אמות המים השקטות. איפה ישנם עוד? אנשים כמו האיש ההוא, אשר היה כערבות הבוכיות. וכמו מבצר עתיק היה בסוף הדרך. איפה ישנם עוד אנשים? כמו האיש ההוא, אשר היה כערבות הבוכיות. איפה ישנם עוד אנשים? כמו האיש ההוא, אשר היה כערבות הבוכיות. איפה ישנם עוד אנשים? כמו האיש ההוא. אשר היה כערבות הבוכיות. איפה ישנם עוד אנשים כמו האיש ההוא, אשר היה כערבות הבוכיות. איפה ישנם עוד אנשים כמו האיש ההוא, אשר היה כערבות הבוכיות, איפה ישנם עוד אנשים 
My name is Mayor Wangat, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Nefesh Benefesh, the organization that has put Aliyah on the map again in the United States of America. I think they put maybe Aliyah on the map in the first place. Devoted totally and solely to getting helping Americans make Aliyah to Israel. They provide a limb with need-based financial aid, employment resources, assistance with governmental absorption, community-based guidance, and support. They work hard to make each individual's Aliyah as successful as possible. Their charter flights are legendary. They commission an entire plane filled with Olim Chadashim. They do a lot of the processing, the paperwork on the flight itself. And when they get to Israel, boy, what a welcome. Nefesh Benefesh has made Aliyah an in, in, in thing for Jews in America. Take a look at their website. Even if you don't think it, you're a potential candidate for Aliyah tomorrow. It doesn't matter. We're all potential candidates for Aliyah. Take a look at their website. Nefesh Benefesh is nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. One of the amazing stories that has come out during these uh, difficult times in Israel uh, is about Rav Yitzhak David Grossman. Of Grossman from Migdal Amek. I think we all know who he is. He came during the 18 days, the waiting period, the searching period. He came to the family of Gilad, the Shire family in Talmon, to visit them, just to give them chizuk, encouragement. And when he walked into the house, he saw to his surprise, a picture of him and Gilad from about three years ago. Gilad was 16. Three years before that was around his bar mitzvah. And Ophir Shire told Rav Grossman, who was very surprised to see the picture because he meets surely hundreds of thousands of people during the course of a year, and he couldn't understand where this picture came from, he said that Gilad was a very serious boy, and when he reached age 12, he started already thinking about his bar mitzvah and um, wanted to prepare properly. So they learned, of course, about tefillin and the halachot. He went to see how they're made. And he also asked to meet several special rabbis, people that were role models for him. And one of them was Rav Grossman. And he wanted to get a bracha from him. So, the family continues, Ophir Shire, the family drove up to Migdal Amek. And um, 
We knew that Rob Grossman is a, a busy person, but we figured for a few minutes, a minute or two, we can go in and he can get a bracha. Well, Rav Grossman spent over a half hour with Gilad, was so, treated him with, with such beauty and care and love, not surprising. And the, um, after the family finished telling Rav Grossman this story, Rav Grossman said, now I remember this. And I can tell you there's another part to this story that you don't know. And he remembered. He remembered what day it was and how he got a call that there was a young boy that wanted to come and see him. Rav Grossman now told the family a part of the story that they didn't know. He says that just before you were leaving, Gilad came over to me and whispered in my ear, Harav Mikadesh Shem Shamayim Bimostot Migdal Or. Rav Grossman, you are Mikadesh Shem Shamayim. You sanctify God's name with what you do in Migdal Or. I also want to be Mikadesh Shem Shamayim like you. I want to sanctify God's name. And I gave him a bracha, Rav Grossman says, and we said goodbye. Well, as we know, Gilad Shire got to sanctify God's name. He died, Al-Kiddush Hashem, a lot sooner than we thought and hoped. Rav Grossman said later on, they are not captives of any man, but they are captives of God. They're in his hands. That is an awesome story. One of many, many inspiring stories and moments, and we all have to do our best to uh, stay, continue, stay with the program, if you will, continue the challenge of unity, of achdut, focusing on the positive, of reminding ourselves over and over again about the strength of these three families and how they inspired us during these 18 days and during the funerals and now even during the shiva. If you haven't seen the posts of Rav Shai Shechter, Nachum read them on the air on Friday. I'll uh, post it on our Facebook page a little later. Rav Shai Shechter from the White Shul went on a special mission to be Menachem Avelim, half of his congregation, and he writes so beautifully and emotionally about what he found. We'll post that for you. We don't have time now to go into that. That and so much more. There is uh, a lot going on, and there is a lot, a lot of difficulty in Israel today. The Arabs, the Israeli Arabs, those who live in Israel since 1948, since citizens of Israel, are rioting over the past uh, days since um, Thursday. And uh, we have to pray that those riots don't continue. We have to pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel, both in the north and in the south, those that are 
in the range of the rocket fire of Hamas. We have to pray for them all and keep them all in our minds and hearts all the time. We're going to end this show as we did the last three. We're going to end one more time with the song of Eyal Yifrach. Zichrono Livracha Hashem Yikom Damo. We'll do so right after we say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. Stay tuned for Tech Talk with Aryeh Lightstone and then keep it tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network all day for the great music Monday mix. Until next Monday, following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
Ah, ah, ah. 